It's the 1st of October, and this is the 11th episode of the MMA Mike podcast. I'm back alone this time. Thank you, Jack, for joining me the last two episodes. This weekend, we have UFC Fight Night, Home versus Aldana. It takes place Saturday, October 3rd, and it is at Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. So in this main event of Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana, you know, I think this is going to be a really good fight. This is championship caliber fight. Um, you know, they're really close on paper, height, weight, reach. Um, you know, Holly Holm's a southpaw, and you have the orthodox in Aldana. Holly Holm, you know, she tends to come out sometimes kind of slow, um, you know, a little bit stiff sometimes. And this is a fight that she cannot do that if she wants to win. She has to come out sharp. She has to come out striking efficiently. And I think she may have to stop, you know, Aldana or just dominate every round because Aldana is very tough. And, you know, for Aldana, she needs to take complete advantage of home coming out slow early if she does and winning those early rounds. And I do see Aldana winning this fight. I see Aldana getting a finish in the later rounds, if not winning by unanimous decision. I like her as an underdog. I think she's a really good fighter. Um, I like her last couple fights that she's had. She looks very good. I think that she could be definitely a next contender for Amanda Nunez. And I think she could give a Nunez a very big challenge. You know, Holly Holm in these types of fights, these championship caliber fights, besides her one title fight that she won in the UFC, these UFC championship caliber fights, she just sort of sometimes falls short, Um, you know, and, and she can't come out slow if she wants to win this. And therefore, I really think Irene Aldana is going to take advantage and win. Uh, I'm going to take stoppage probably around the third or fourth round. But she very well could win by uh, decision. In the co-main event, in the heavyweight division, you have Jorgen DeCastro versus Carlos Felipe. These guys, heavyweights, you know, you know, in every heavyweight fight, there's fireworks. There always can be fireworks. Um, so, you know, DeCastro is a very big favorite right now uh, over Felipe. DeCastro 6-1, Carlos Felipe is 8-1. They're both six foot. Um, Felipe has the one inch reach advantage, and they're both orthodox. You know, this is this is can be maybe on a betting standpoint, you might not want to touch this, but I do think DeCastro is going to win. Um, I, I think he looked good in his last fight against Hardy, except he hurt his foot and therefore kind of just folded the rest of the fight. You know, he's got good leg kicks, um, and he can send you to. Uh, the doom dimension. So I think DeCastro wins by knockout second round. I think the first round he might, you know, just touch, move around, and then I think he's going to end up getting Felipe in the second round. Maybe Felipe comes in and um, DeCastro catches him at some point. Before that, though, we're going to have the in the women's weight bantam weight division. Uh, JDR, Dream De Randomy versus Juliana Pena. And, you know, I really like the striking of Randomy. Um, and I think, you know, her ground defense as far as takedown defense 
is very good as well. Um, and she can fight off her back a little bit as well as, you know, try and get up. She, she prevents a lot of damage on the ground. And, you know, I really liked what I saw against her with her against Amanda Nunez. I thought she looked relatively good. I thought she definitely was winning on the feet and that forced Amanda Nunez to take her down. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, Randamine is gonna dominate on the feet and, um, and obviously she could put girls out, which is, you know, in the girls division or women's division, it's very, uh, dangerous. You're a very dangerous fighter. If you could put, you know, a fellow girl out and, uh, I think Pena is going to have really struggle on the feet against Randomy and going to go for that takedown. And, um, I think Randomy is going to stuff it and not let Pena take the fight to the ground. And, uh, that's going to be a problem. So I definitely have GDR, uh, winning before that in the bantamweight division, we have Kyler Phillips, who is a very heavy favorite over Cameron else. And I don't know too, too much about these fighters. Uh, this is else's first fight in the UFC. Uh, he's 10 and four. Kyler Phillips is seven and one. Kyler Phillips does has a, have a win in the UFC. You know, it's tough. They're both 5'8", um, both, you know, similar uh, matchups on paper. Um, Phillips is orthodox, but Elsa's switch stance, which could give Phillips a little bit of an issue. And another thing I really like about uh, Else is that he trains at Jackson Wink. And I really like the guys over there. Um, you know, Holly Holm, obviously, is fighting on this card. So you know that the coaches are all on board, all hyped up. So... I'm going to go with the underdog and else, and uh, I I like him in this fight. I like his style. Uh, I think he, he could get it done, and I, I like who he fights for, so I'm going to take uh, else in that fight. And the first fight on the card in the middleweight division, you have Dequan Towson versus Dusko Todorovic, and they're both looking for their first UFC win. Towson is 0-3 in the UFC, and this is... Dusko's first fight in the UFC. Towson has a two in, a two height two inch height advantage, excuse me, and he has a five inch reach advantage. Now I do think that you know the size advantage will play a little bit into this. Uh, Dusko is the the heavy favorite though, and um, you know this was a really hard fight for me to pick. I didn't know too too much about these guys, um, but when I see you know a nine and zero up-and-coming guy just coming into the UFC, um, facing a guy who has a lot of experience. I mean, Towson is 21-11. and 11. He obviously has a lot of experience. But I just believe that Dusko, 9-0, just getting his first UFC fight, he's going to be super, super hungry. And uh, he is the favorite. He's probably the favorite for a reason. So unless Towson, you know, with the experience, welcomes Dusko to you know, the big leagues, you know, welcome to the UFC. I, I, I just don't see it happening. I think Dusko continues to be, uh, you know, undefeated in this fight. Uh, I think he'll get it done until he faces a really, really challenging fighter. Um, I like him to win. So that is the main card on this weekend's UFC fight night. Uh, there's only really one fight that I kind of want to touch on on the prelims, and that's Carlos Condit versus Court McGee, and I really think that this could have been a fight that was on the main card. Um, 
you know, this is a really hard fight to pick. Uh, both fighters very experienced. Um, you know, they match up very similarly on paper. Uh, you know, I'm very excited to see Carlos Condon back in action. Uh, he is the underdog, which is interesting. I mean, I know that it's flipped a couple times. Um, this is a hard fight to pick. I'm just very excited to see it, and I wanted to mention it. Um, this fight takes place in the welterweight division. If I had a pick, I'd go Court McGee, but I do think Carlos Condon could very well get it done. Um, and if Carlos Condon does get it done, I would love to see... Uh, a Carlos Condit versus Nick Diaz fight. Um, I think that that would be a great opponent for uh, Nick's return. So that is UFC Fight Night Home versus Aldana. Takes place Saturday, October 3rd. I cannot wait. You know, although there isn't a bunch of huge names on this card and the main event is a woman's fight, I don't think that this card will disappoint. I think it's going to be very good and I'm very excited to watch it. Um, it just shows you that the UFC has such talent that they don't need to put their biggest names on cards to make them very entertaining. So, moving on. I know last podcast I talked with Jack about Conor McGregor potentially fighting Manny Pacquiao. You know, they both have the same manager. That fight is really there whenever both fighters want it. I do like the fight. Um, you know, Manny Pacquiao is a savage, and Conor's got good striking. So I, I would watch that fight, and they both will make a lot of money. But there is some other news with Conor. Conor, I know I spoke about how he leaked... Uh, DM messages with Dana White. Dana White did not take this well. He didn't like it, and I don't blame him one bit. But Connor also wants Dana to stop saying essentially lies. I mean, you know, Dana has to do what he has to do. He is the promoter of the company. He is, the, you know, the main guy in the UFC. He does everything, so I get it. You know, you can't always say thing, certain things. You got to say what you got to say, and I understand that. And Connor's got to honor code, so I get that as well. So, with Connor saying this, you know, there is a little bit of uh, consequences. Dana White has come out and said that he was planning on having Khabib and Connor coach the Ultimate Fighter and then have the rematch when the Ultimate Fighter was done, which is huge. The Ultimate Fighter would have gotten even bigger, would have been great for the Ultimate Fighter, and Connor would have got his rematch. And Dana White says he blew, Connor blew that. And Khabib does not want to do that, and Khabib will not fight Connor ever again. Um, so now his rematch dreams are kind of shattered, and the Ultimate Fighter's gone too. And, you know, obviously Connor isn't probably taking all that that well. He's kind of frustrated. Um, and I know Jack mentioned this on the last podcast that Connor, uh, via Twitter, offered Poirier a charity fight. Um, and Poirier was all on board, and uh, it, it you know obviously it's I, I looked into it. It's a pretty big possibility, um, and you know you know Dustin Poirier is very big into charity. Connor I think wants to jab the UFC a little bit, but also I think Connor just wants the fight right now. I think he's itching to fight. That's why he wants the box Pacquiao. I think there was no fights for him in the UFC, so he was like. Oh, let me let me box then. I think Connor's itching to fight, and Connor can't stand the fact that people are saying he won't take fights. So, 
the UFC has made a counteroffer, well, not really a counteroffer, but an offer to both Poirier and McGregor to fight in the UFC. Now, I think it's smart on the UFC's hands because why have them fight? I mean, for charity, but if they fought for charity, it would only be like a sparring fight. They wouldn't really fight fight. They'd probably have headgear, honestly. But I don't blame the UFC for making this fight because... Might as well have it in the UFC if it's going to happen anywhere. It makes sense for the division, and it would be a great fight. They've already fought once. It was years ago in the 145 division. You know, might as well have this fight happen again. I'd like to see it. I think Poirier has majorly improved. So has McGregor, but definitely Poirier has improved tremendously since. And uh, this fight would be a great striking fight. I think Poirier would strike with Connor, and you know how when people strike with Connor, how it goes. So it would be very entertaining. I'd love to see you know the improve. You really would see the improvement of Dustin Poirier because he's fought Connor before, and uh, you could see how Connor's you know what how Connor's doing right now as well. So I'd really like to see that fight, and I think it makes sense for the division. I mean. The only other guy for Connor to the fight that, in probably the UFC's mind, is the champion. You know, and if Khabib won't fight him, then there's really no one. I mean, obviously Khabib has to beat Gaethje. Uh, I could see Gaethje fighting uh, McGregor in the future. You know, I, Gaethje wants to get this fight done first, obviously, uh, and it's obviously set. But I don't think Gaethje would be opposed to fighting Connor in the future. And um, so. Who else is there for Connor? I mean, he could fight Tony Ferguson, but I don't quite know. You know, I think Connor, he, he, the UFC obviously views him. You know, he's going to be main event pay per view, and they could probably do that with Dustin Poirier. And you know, I know Connor with the charity fight that was he was talking about. It would have been December twelfth. So, you know, I the UFC could make that fight. Uh, beginning of next year end of this year who knows you know so uh they could do it for the december card they may just push it to january who knows what they you know might do um i just think that connor wants to fight as soon as possible and if they can't make the fight happen and the charity fight doesn't end up happening you know you have options for poirier you could have him match up against Tony Ferguson, hopefully, you know, so for both fighters, there's options, I like it right now, I like the talks of Connor. I think it's getting better, I think he's gonna fight soon, and I want to see Dustin Poirier back in there, and I want to see Tony Ferguson back in there as well, so I'll keep you guys up to date as more stuff comes out, um, you know, maybe if something gets announced, I'll start doing some other matchmaking with some other fighters in that division. I mean, the 155-pound division is, everyone says it, it's the best division in the UFC because there's so many possibilities and outcomes, like, just in the title fight. I mean, if Gaethje wins, so many new things open up and who knows what's next for Khabib. So th th this talk, I'll save the rest of it for later. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was episode 11. I'll catch you guys later. Take it easy.